Are you excited to come visit me and Graham when we're on the trail? Um, I won't like the hiking part, but I will like the other parts. Okay. Besides the hiking. Like what other parts? Like the camping? Um, if we don't camp on mountains, yes. Okay. You're listening to Common Land, a podcast series that explores the creation stories behind protected areas. And you just heard the voice of Rowan Podolsky, my eight-year-old son. Our second season of Common Land will be focused on the Appalachian Trail, a narrow band of protected land extending from Georgia to Maine. And I'll be periodically sharing mini-episodes that document my attempt to through-hike the trail for the next several months. But first... I asked my son Rowan if he'd like to interview me before I embark upon this journey. Who are you? My name is Matt Podolsky. I think most importantly, I am the dad of Rowan Podolsky, which is you. (laughs) But I am also about to do a through-hike of the Appalachian Trail, which I think is what this interview is about, right? Right. Okay. Do you have any questions? What are your questions? Um, well, how many miles is the Appalachian Trail? The Appalachian Trail is just under 2,200 miles. So almost 2,200 miles. So do you think you will be able to do this hike? I think so, but I don't know for sure. It's a really long hike, and we expect that it'll take like five or six months to finish. And a lot of the people that start, that that um, attempt to do the Appalachian Trail all the way through, it's called a through hike when you hike the entire thing in in one shot, like within one year. And most of the people that attempt to do that don't actually finish so i'm not really sure i hope so i hope so what which mountain are you gonna climb first the first mountain we're gonna climb is called springer mountain and that's in northern georgia um that's where the trail starts the trail actually starts on top of the mountain so first we have to climb the mountain just to get to where the trail starts um, so, at the end of the Appalachian Trail, will you see a view that is better than all the others? Oh, yeah, I, I think so. So for us, because we're hiking from the southern part of the trail to the northern part of the trail, the last mountain we'll climb will be Mount Katahdin, which is a really amazing hike and you get really awesome views from the top and um i've hiked mount katahdin before a couple of times and it's really amazing and i know a lot of people that through hike the appalachian trail think that katahdin is one of the coolest places that they get to visit while they're hiking wow um are any of are it's like your sister gonna come and join you because i know i will join at some point oh awesome i mean i hope that my sister will come join us and hike with us for a little bit 
I think that I think she's planning on joining us and hiking with us for a little bit. I'm right. not I'm not sure if she's gonna camp with us, but I think she'll definitely hike with us for a little bit. Cool. Well, what is your favorite part about the Appalachian Trail? Oh man, I don't I don't know. I I haven't I haven't done it yet, so I'm sure that my answer will be different once we finish. But I have hiked part of the Appalachian Trail before. And one of the things that I like most about doing a really long hike like that is that it's sort of like, gosh, I don't know how to explain this. It's like, it's like when you wake up in the morning, you, you have like a goal each day. So what? Each day when you wake up in the morning, you have like a destination, somewhere to go, like a place. And um, each day the goal is different. You know, sometimes your goal is to hike to the top of a certain mountain. <clears throat> or sometimes your goal is to just get to a certain shelter or see a certain viewpoint or maybe um, get into a town so that you can resupply and buy more food. But um, I like having a goal like in a physical challenge to accomplish every single day. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, what will you do if you run into any um, like timber rattlesnakes and stuff? Oh, well, if I run into a timber rattlesnake, I'm going to leave it alone and give it plenty of space. What if you uh, almost step on it? Oh, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, but rattlesnakes are usually pretty good about giving you a warning if you get too close to them. Um, so I'm just going to have to... My plan is just to try and pay close attention, right? What um, if um, the rattlesnake um, isn't paying attention to you and you accidentally step on it and you weren't paying attention because it was blended in. Right. Snakes um, are good at blending in. That's true. Snakes do have good camouflage. Um, I, it's, I guess you're right. That is possible. I think it's very unlikely that that would happen in the event that something like that did happen. Then, I don't know. I mean, if... If you step on a rattlesnake, it's probably going to bite you, right? Because that's going to make it upset. So, and so like in a worst case scenario where something like that happened and you got bit by a rattlesnake, you would just um, hike to the closest road and uh, go into a town and go see a doctor as soon as you could. Well, rattlesnake bites usually don't kill people. You, you have to go see a doctor and make sure that you get medicine to get better, but um, most people don't die from rattlesnake bites. Okay, so... <clears throat> yes, next question. <laughs> What's your next question? Um, will you all come across any rocks? Lots and lots and lots of rocks, yes. We will be hiking across and over so many rocks that we won't even be able to count all of the rocks. What is your favorite 
favorite type of rattlesnake? Oh, my favorite type of rattlesnake? Um, I don't know. I mean, I timber rattlesnakes are really cool, and I got to see one once a long time ago um, in New York. But I also, like, the most... I think I was telling you this story yesterday. Yes, you about were. About the... I was telling you about the rattlesnake that I saw in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And that was the most intense rattlesnake experience I had because I wasn't paying close enough attention and I came really close to stepping on one and it was a pretty good size rattlesnake and it coiled up and started spinning its tail really fast and making a lot of noise and it scared me a lot (laughs) but um, because it gave me that warning when I got too close, um, I just backed away real slowly, and everything was fine. Great. Will you see any wild mooses? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I hope that we'll see some moose. Um, there aren't any moose in the southern part of the trail, so you don't see moose until you get to like new hampshire or maine um or you're not within the range of of the moose until you get to new hampshire and maine um and i have seen moose before in maine and in new hampshire so i hope that we'll see some moose but i'm not 100 percent sure that's great the end that's it that's all your questions no more um no more As you may have gathered from Rowan's interview, I'll be attempting this through-hike with my mom, Candy Podolsky. And as I publish this episode, we are less than 24 hours away from starting our hike. It will be a long journey, and although there's no guarantee of success, we'll certainly have some stories to share as the hike progresses. So if you haven't already, I hope that you'll subscribe to Common Land and follow along as we attempt to walk from Georgia to Maine.